This is the Mend It Paths podcast with Chadwick Hayward, episode 25. Welcome to MendItPaths.com. Let's get back to bedtime. Hi, Pathmenders. Thanks so much for tuning in to the 25th episode of the Mend It Paths podcast. This week, I'm speaking with Mr. Justin Lacey. There was a time when Justin was forced to use crutches to move his 500-pound body around, if he could move at all. He suffered with pain and disease every day. Then, his mom had a stroke. He saw the sadness and pain of not only his mom, but all those family and friends who stood around her bedside. Despite all the hurt and issues he was facing personally, it was his overwhelming desire not to inflict needless suffering on his family, who would inevitably be standing at his bedside, that inspired him to mend his path. Justin then made a vow, a sacred self-promise to seek out how to be as healthy as possible. This promise has driven him and his actions ever since. Today, Justin shares his story of his amazing journey so far, a journey that isn't over, a journey in which he has lost over 280 pounds, but has gained so much more. It is a journey he will continue for the rest of his life a never-ending goal of seeking optimal health. Hi, Justin. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, It's great to have you on the show. Your transformation so far is absolutely incredible, and it's it's been over a very short period of time, relatively speaking. Um, So it kind of all started for you. You decided that you needed a change back at the beginning of 2015. Do you want to tell us a little bit about where you were, say, at the end then of 2014 and what your life was like at that time? Yeah. um, At the beginning of 2015, I was uh, easily over 500 pounds. Um, But before that, I was always large my whole life. Um, So in my whole life, it was just a constant trying to lose weight, trying to, you know, not be the obese person, you know, not being the fattest guy in the class or not being the biggest guy in the room, you know. So my whole life I was trying to lose weight. But I think what really, really got to me around 2015 and more of a a year or two before that was uh, I started getting um, more health problems. I started getting um, lymphedema in my left leg, which it would get swollen to be twice the size of my right leg, my left leg would. Oh, wow. And um, it would literally leak lymph fluid. You know, I'd have to, you know, get uh, a piece of uh, paper towel or something, and it would literally be wet with the liquid. And and I found out that it was like lymph fluid coming out of my leg, and it was kind of scary. Yeah. Um, and, 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 And that... By many doctors say that that is incurable. Um, they say, you know, you're just going to have to live with it, you know, maybe reduce salt or maybe have a compression wrap, something like that. And on top of that, I would have chronic tendonitis in my ankles and my feet. So for the last, I don't know, six months to a year of 2014, I was either on crutches half the time or sometimes I couldn't even use crutches at all because the pain would be so bad in both feet that I couldn't even do anything. So for a lot of the time, I had to take crutches to work. I had to use crutches to go to the bathroom, um, get to and from different rooms of my house. Um, it was awful. I also had uh, some eye issues. Like I would always get uh, my right eye would always cloud up and always have to fish stuff out of it. It's uh, called eye fishing syndrome. 
And uh, I, I did a lot of cigarette smoking. So I think that might have been a huge contributor factor, contributing factor to my eye. But all these health issues, uh, along with all the other normal stuff, you know, uh, digestive problems, uh, hemorrhoids, uh, body pains, headaches, you know, all that stuff, mainly the walking is what really got to me so much because I was just so annoyed by the fact that I couldn't move around normally, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's my personal reasons. But, you know, I also had a mother who around – 2013 or so, I believe, had a had a stroke, and it just really hit me because it was all happening the same time uh, with all my health issues, and it was just so eye opening to see her in a hospital hospital bed, you know, surrounded by people she cared about, and they were crying, you know, in fear of her health, of her well being, and I, I just got to thinking, almost like this instant aha moment like oh my gosh what am i doing to myself you know if if i keep doing what i'm doing you know eating all these horrible foods and being so overweight and unhealthy i didn't want family members or friends to be saddened by my self-destructive behaviors and all these things just you know all at the same time were just being so realized by myself that i just said you know the beginning of 2015 no matter what it takes uh, it was this sacred self-promise, like this really hardcore oath that I made myself that uh, from this day until the day that I die, I want to be as healthy as I can be, no matter what it takes. So um, that's pretty much where it started. And uh, I uh, started off the low-carb diet at the beginning because that was my go-to, you know. Yeah, so it's incredible that you made that that desire to change came upon you, but you yeah. said, you said you try, you were always trying to lose weight before that. So we'll, we'll get back to that transition point, but mm -hmm. what had yeah. you tried yeah. in the past? Like, were, was it just the fad diets you were on or like, what, what was, if you were trying to lose weight, what did that look like for you? Well, I think, um, from a young age, I mean, I don't remember the exact age, maybe 12 or 13 years old. I was buying, I was buy, you know, using what money I had at the time to buy books by Dr. Atkins or go to the library and find books by Dr. Eads, you know, protein power, um, because it was the thing at that time of everyone was going the low carb route. So I was doing that at such a young age and and I was eating the the eggs and the the bacon and the stuff that was low carb at that young of an age. And I would lose weight. I would lose like 70 pounds because I was always the heavy kid. You know, I was always two, 300 pounds at a really young age. I mean, I was easily over 300 pounds in middle school. Oh, wow. Yeah. So my whole life, it was always the low carb route almost every single time. Um, and I would gain it back every single time also. And then I would lose it. And then I would gain it back. It was an, a, an endless cycle. So was that you turning that diet on and off? Pretty much. I don't know if it just wasn't sustainable for me. I don't know if I just got so tired of watching portions. I'm not really sure what didn't allow me to continue it. I'm not sure if it was just, okay, I'm finally done. I need some carbs. I'm not really sure <laughs> what it was. But I, I have lost over 100 pounds multiple times in my life. You know, back and forth. And I think every time that I tried to lose weight, it was always the low carb route. And I think that was also another reason why it just kept on going 
you know, 350, 380, 410, 440, 450, you know, I think it just kept on getting bigger and bigger and bigger because I'd always just yo-yo every single time. And you'd yo-yo up further than... Yeah, always, every single time. And I think that uh, that had a huge impact on all my health problems too, because your body's not meant to lose 100 pounds, gain 150. You no. know, it's just really not. No, absolutely not. So, so you decided that that's it. You're you're gonna you're gonna be health focused from now on. January one, let's say two thousand and fifteen. So you tried the approach, the, really the only approach you've ever known. Right, and and that's another huge change. Uh, and I think this is almost um, the most important part of my journey is that I I actually did start focusing on health versus just losing weight. Like I didn't care in the past how I lost it. Um, I would actually uh, try to do like water fasting in the past as well. Oh, okay. Um, just because I, I was a big researcher and I was always trying to learn about health in general just out of necessity because I was always trying to learn how fat works and how body fat is lost and why. And you know, I learned that water fasting was a great tool to lose weight, but it was also really good for you know health overall. Yeah. And that's 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 what almost kept me going uh, is 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 focusing on being healthy and healing, you know, healing my my health issues. Um, and, and for some reason, that made such a difference in the way I looked at food, the way I looked at activity, the way I did everything. So, yeah, yeah. Looking looking at health versus just weight loss is probably one of the most important things I'd say for myself. Yeah. So so how did those first few months go? You you tried the low carb and did did you initially have success like you had before? Well, I'm sure I did. I really don't know, but I also made a a, a little statement to myself saying, you know what? I know what I've done in the past. I know what worked, what didn't work. I'm I I told myself everything that I did in the past, I was just going to try not to do because obviously it wasn't like a long term, you know, yeah plan. Yeah. So. I I actually didn't weigh myself at all, not even before, because I knew I was easily over 500 pounds, which I knew I knew that because uh, months prior, I actually tried to go on a, a lo little local weight loss competition with uh, some friends and family. And I had to go to a clinic to weigh myself. And uh, I remember weighing in at 491. And that challenge was just a huge flop. I didn't really do anything with it, but I do remember the months following after were probably some of the worst of my eating. And uh, I just remember physically noticing, you know, more weight gain. So I knew that it had to be well over 500 pounds. Okay. But, but the very first few months, um, I was just kind of doing – what I always have, you know, cutting out the carbs, eating more, you know, animal products and uh, lower calorie foods, you know, and maybe incorporating a little bit of vegetables. Um, but, you know, I really didn't notice too much physical change just because I was so big. You know, for me, if I lost 50 pounds, it wasn't too much of a noticeable difference for myself, you know. Um, so I actually started uh, seeing a lot of infomercials on uh, TV for like smoothies and everyone's using, you know, the, the Nutriblast and Bullet and all these things. So I figured, you know, I'm going to start eating more fruit just because I knew it was more nutrients and I knew I needed something besides 
all this, you know, turkey slices and uh, bacon and fish, whatever I was eating at the time. So, uh, so that was like maybe three months after, you know, maybe, you know, March, April, I started incorporating more fruit, more smoothies okay. and more greens. I started, I started adding more spinach and stuff like that to my smoothies too. So, and really that was just an effort to try something different. Right. And, and that was my main focus too. It was like, I, I knew that this, this low carb thing like had to, like, I knew it needed to be something different because it never made me feel good. It never made me feel energetic or it was always like a struggle. Every time I went on the low carb diet, it was almost like I was fighting against the current. Hmm. It, it really did every single time. And the exercise was hard. And, uh, I don't know. So everything I did, I tried to make it a little bit different. Okay. And so did you have success when you started having smoothies and greens and stuff like that or? Yeah. Well, like I said, I, I actually didn't weigh myself, uh, from, the very beginning, and I didn't weigh myself the very first time until probably October or, no, or November of that year. So I, I went a really long time without weighing myself, but, you know, I started seeing a little bit of difference, I guess. Did you feel better? I felt a little bit better, you know, as far as adding more spinach and fruit, but I was still eating you know, I was kind of halfway doing things, you know, okay. I wasn't really fully in as far as like as healthy as I could be because, you know, whenever I started this, I told myself it, there wasn't a time frame. I wasn't trying to lose a bunch of weight within like a, you know, 90 day period. I told myself I didn't care if it took me one year, four years, 20 years, as long as I was on a progression to get healthier. So, so I was kind of slowly getting there as far as like eating more nutrients and more fiber and, you know, healthier choices. And then after that is when, uh, I started really looking into more, uh, about health. So I started adding myself to, uh, Facebook groups, you know, all these people who were, you know, making smoothies. Cause I was trying to find new recipes for stuff that maybe I haven't had in the past. So I would get on these, uh, plant groups because I figured they were talking about smoothies. I actually had no idea the plant-based lifestyle even existed at the time. Um, so around April and May of that year is when I really started just adding myself to probably a, a dozen or more Facebook groups. And that's kind of where it all began. Okay. So what did you see that kind of sparked more interest or, or change in perspective for you? Well, like I said, I was still doing the low carb thing, but I was also having smoothies. So I knew that I couldn't be having so many carbs while also doing the low carb. <laughs> um, it was kind of, uh, I don't know what I was doing. I was just trying to just feel it out, I suppose. But whenever I added myself to these groups, I added myself to um, this one group. I think it was called Earth Friendly Choices um, and, and that was just amongst other, like a whole list of other groups, uh, anything that had to do with health or, you know, smoothies or anything. I just, I just started adding myself to it. And when I was in that one group, the admin, a wonderful woman named Deborah, she changed my life. Uh, she, and it was the most simple thing. She was just the admin for the group or one of the admins. And she sent me a message saying, you know, welcome to the group. I don't really know the specifics of what she said, but it was just like, hey, um, what brought you to a plant-based lifestyle? 
and I had no idea what she was talking about. I was like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not into that. I just, uh, you know, I'm looking into getting healthier. And I think she asked me a couple of questions and I kind of told her, well, I'm looking into losing weight and I have a bunch of health issues that I'm trying to, you know, get rid of. Because at that time I was still having those issues. I was still having my legs swell up. I was still having my, my ankles and feet hurt all the time, you know? So she said something about, uh, well, I started talking about my mom and her health issues and she sent me a video of Dr. John McDougall on stage at some sort of presentation. It was an hour and 15 minutes long called start solution. And I was like, yeah, let's give it a watch. And, uh, I'm listening to this guy talking about, uh, healing and losing weight by eating rice and potatoes and fruit and beans and all these things. I'm just like, this guy's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, you know, that kind of contradicted everything I've learned my whole life, you know, don't eat potatoes and rice. Well, this is, you know, the opposite. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's check this out. So I don't know when that was. I think that was in May, whenever I first started watching those videos, and I kind of went on a frenzy of watching as many videos as I could. And then I heard about the movie Forks Over Knives, and I watched it, and it just – my eyes were more open than they were. So I started looking up all the doctors in the movies and started looking up you know, hours and hours and hours, I mean ridiculous amounts of time – was spent of me watching all these doctors talking, you know, an hour long presentation here, an hour long presentation there. I'd watch veg source videos and I'd, you know, as much information as I could get about the science behind it. Uh, June 1st, I decided to go on a 10 day water fast um, to kind of give me a jump start. It would, uh, I knew that water fasting like helps reset the mind, the chemistry, the blood, the taste buds. So I figured if I was getting off a bunch of stuff and going to a plant-based way of eating, it would maybe be more beneficial to to water fast because it would help reset me. You know, It yep. really did uh, help my digestive – I mean it was almost night and day after the 10-day water fast. And when I started eating nothing but plants, it was just like instantly, like within a week or two, it was like, wow, uh, I'm regular for the first time <laughs> in a long time. And after that, just a whole bunch of stuff started changing. So what changed? Tell us a little bit about those first couple of months of, of plant-based. Yeah, well, it, it wasn't super clean. It wasn't whole foods. I was still getting used to the idea. Uh, and I, I think it's everyone's same same journey, but they, they go plant-based, and they're just so befounded on what do I eat? I don't even know what I should be eating right now. Yeah, And that's kind of funny for me to even think. Thinking back to that, but uh, first first couple months, I was eating a lot of veggie burgers, you know, like Boga burgers or yeah. whole wheat buns, and uh, I was making baked fries, um, you know, out of potatoes, and I was eating more smoothies and uh, a lot of white rice, uh, a lot of high sodium stuff like soy sauce. But what I noticed is that my my tendonitis in my feet and ankles didn't come back. It just like I guess the water fasting helped, but by continuing to eat, you know, no animal products and no oils, it was just really uh, like I could start walking, like I could move around a little bit. You know, I was still very heavy. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> the main thing that I realized is the energy 
like by eating a lot of potatoes and rice, I was just like, whoa, like it was almost like, what am I on right now? There's so much energy going through me. So yeah, I just noticed feeling really good. And I noticed that my, my digestion was so much better. Uh, everything was better. My eyes, my eyes were clearing up. My, my, my leg wouldn't swell, uh, as bad. I was still maybe eating way too much sodium at the time. Cause like I said, I really loved soy sauce and white rice and, and, uh, I would add raw spinach to it. And that was my go-to meal for the longest time. Actually in the beginning was, uh, spinach, soy sauce and, and, uh, spinach and rice and, uh, soy sauce, but also we would add kimchi to it, which is very high in sodium. Yeah. But yeah, and I would uh, progressively just get cleaner with my food. I started cutting out because actually in the very first month or so, I would put just a few drops of like coconut oil um, just because I was like, so this is this is going to stick. I don't know how to cook without using a little bit of <laughs> oil. But that was very short lived, maybe a week or two. Okay. And uh, before that, though, like I said, I was smoking and drinking. Uh, so very first thing I gave up at the beginning of 2015 was, was cigarettes okay. and alcohol. So uh, I stopped smoking. Uh, and that, I think that had, a you know, obviously a beneficial effect, obviously. Um, and then I also cut out caffeine because I was really big – into energy drinks and coffee, uh, kind of before I started everything. So I knew that I needed to get that out just because it was an addictive stimulant and I didn't really care to have it in my life. So I cut that out too. So it was actually cigarettes, alcohol, caffeine later on, cut out animal products. Then I cut out oils and, um, and then I kind of progressively after that started, uh, cutting out, uh, processed foods, you know, if it, uh, if it came in a box or a package, you know, it was highly processed. I really did not want to eat it. Um, you know, I had a rare treat every once in a while, you know, every, you know, twice a month I might have a veggie burger or something like that at that point. Okay. And so it was really a desire, like you felt a desire to cut those things out, out of your life. Like you didn't need them anymore. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, for me, it was I had this mentality of, you know, I wanted to be optimally healthy, you know, optimal, like as healthy as I could be. So I knew that if it was a processed food, it would raise blood sugars or it would be high, you know, more caloric or it would have added stuff in it, you know, like either chemicals or extra salt. So I knew that if it was processed, it wasn't optimal and I knew I didn't need it. And I did start noticing more and more of a change physically. So I decided to weigh myself. Like I said, the very first time I weighed myself was 10 or 11 months after I started everything. And uh, I don't know exactly what I weighed before, but the very first time I stepped on the scale, it said 365. Oh, wow. And I, I didn't believe it. I wasn't even like I wasn't even close to believing it. So <laughs> I actually I actually had to wake my brother up. He was asleep in the next room, and I was like, man, you have to get on the scale and tell me if this is right because this don't make sense. Because it, it was a scale that I bought when I was in college. I mean it was a good 10-year-old scale. That This thing's broken. It, exactly, and, <laughs> and, and every, time that, every time I stepped on it in the past, it would just say ER, which <laughs> it was like it was grunting. It like it was grunting at me or something, but you know, it stood for air. Um, but yeah, he got on the scale and he's like, yeah, try it. 
And I was like, no way. So I guess the very first time I weighed myself, I realized I lost about 135 plus pounds. Wow, man. So I guess, you know, the low-carb stuff was working. The smoothies were helping. The low-carb or the, the plant-based lifestyle obviously jump-started everything. And um, it just kept on getting cleaner and cleaner. It started, you know, losing more and more weight. I started doing more activity, which actually for the first year – to a year and a half, I didn't do any physical activity. Okay. I might have walked out in the woods with a friend or two because uh, I was doing a lot of like mushroom hunting. I was always into, you know, finding mushrooms, like wild edible mushrooms. Oh, it's awesome. And um, yeah, and but I was always very out of shape. So it was actually not the most pleasant experience for myself. But I started doing that a little bit more because I was a little bit lighter. I was highly energetic. So I'd go on, you know, more hunts and more uh, – more hikes, you know, I try to do a little bit of walking. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so up, up to this October, were you following more of a McDougal starch based approach? Well, I honestly never followed any specific doctors, you know, okay. layout. I just knew that I needed to give up animal products and oils and processed food. Mainly those were the three things that I just knew that all, doctors seem to agree on being things that needed to be out of the diet. So then when you gave it up, you said before it was like rice, spinach, and soy sauce. So you're, you're cutting out <sighs> the processed stuff. What did you switch right. to? What, what was a typical day, say, back in September or October 2015? Hmm. Well, um, I would make a lot of soups. I would make a lot of uh, chili, you know, beans and tomatoes and, you know, onions and celery and peppers with maybe some, uh, you know, diced tomatoes. And uh, I put that over a baked potato. Okay. Um, I was I was really looking into the fruitarian side of things, but not fully. You know, I was kind of looking at all the different options out there. You know, people who are fruitarian or people who are raw vegan or are just you know more of a McDougal starch based. But I would eat a lot of fruit. I would uh, really really start. Uh, I actually got into bananas a lot, so I'd eat a whole lot of bananas. You and me both. And then I started. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I honestly got to a point to where I was having bananas every day for three months uh, in multiple quantities. So I actually got with the local uh, grocery store and the manager in the produce section, and uh, he sold me 100 pounds of overripe bananas for like $10. So I actually got a deep freeze solely for that reason, and I still have That's the deep freeze, and I still awesome. have bananas. <laughs> but the bad news is I guess – by me eating so many bananas, I don't know what happened or what caused it, but uh, me and Tim Kaufman, I'm sure you, you've interviewed the, the wonderful guy. Yeah, he's a prior guest. Yeah, we actually agreed to go on a three-day water fast because he was like interested in it and wanted to see how it made him feel. So we kind of did a little experiment. We both – you know, I, saw, I told him I would water fast with him because you know I've fasted dozens and dozens of times. But after that water fast, I tried to have a banana smoothie, and it I got sick, and hmm. I didn't know it was the I didn't know what it was. I thought I was just getting sick with something, so then I had a, another banana smoothie. I got really sick, and then I you know over a week of being like sick off and on, I started noticing that uh, I can't eat bananas anymore. Every time I eat a banana, I got sick. I don't know if it was a latex allergy or a banana intolerance or. 
So I still have a deep freeze full of bananas that I can't eat. <laughs> oh, that's really sad. I, I hope I love yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, I hope it – I mean it's been months since I've I've tried again. So I'm hoping maybe that was just something temporary. I'm not sure. I'm kind of scared to go back to it. But it's a kind of interesting story. That is that is interesting. I can't remember the last day I haven't had a banana, honestly. Yeah, I love bananas. I love them so much. You know, I uh, like I said, I was having them every day for over three months. And I think that might have been, I don't know. I don't know what it was. But. Interesting. Well, you can develop allergies later in life. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. So you followed a similar approach to me, though, where it's like you you basically gathered information from a whole range of doctors and without without following any one particulars set pattern. It's like, I'm going to do the Dr. Furman diet for six weeks. Right. You kind of took right. what you felt was good from all of them and kind of mixed it together. Yeah, I also had this other approach, uh, kind of a personal approach, because I, you know, I heard all these doctors talking about how our taste buds can change. And I know that I always used to like, you know, certain fruits and vegetables, just not to the extent that maybe I should have. So I was not eating stuff like kale. I wasn't eating a lot of, you know, certain other fruits. Like I always disliked watermelon, which was always kind of weird because everyone around here just loves watermelon. I just never did care for it. Yeah. So I, I, I told myself that if there's a food that I didn't like, like kale or watermelon or cantaloupe or whatever these things that I may not have been too keen on eating in the past, I was going to try to like it or at least try to understand it because I know these things have health benefits. So I remember buying watermelon and eating it, not really liking it. So I bought another one. I ate it, didn't really like it. I just kept on doing that over and over. And I started really loving watermelon. So I started doing that with everything that I could. I, I started buying more kale. I really didn't care for it. I tried it raw. I tried to blend it. I tried it you know, cooked. And eventually I started really liking these things. I think I was also kind of getting rid of the old mentality of like, oh, food has to be this super pleasurable thing. I have to – you know, I use it as a drug. It's yeah. always – I think that was my, my main thing is like – you know, if I was, you know, because before I was a big meat eater and I actually physically said to, I'm sure a couple of people, I will never give up eating meat. Oh, I've said it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so I was really into barbecuing and I remember spending eight to 12 hours smoking a Boston butt pork roast and making the barbecue sauce as good as I could. It was almost like is almost the whole time I was trying to fix these foods, like a barbecue sandwich, I would spend hours perfecting each ingredient because I knew if I made the coleslaw impeccably delicious with a perfect sauce, the perfect bun, the perfect pork, then it would be this ultimate experience of almost like a drug-like experience because back then it wasn't. It was just food. Yeah. But, you know, in hindsight, it was like, wow, I was in a drug lab trying to make this pleasure bomb. You know, <laughs> it's exactly what I was doing. And isn't it funny looking back, <sighs> thinking that there's food with the name butt in it? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, it, every almost it's like it's literally like waking up in the Matrix now. Yeah. And, you know, everything is so different. And looking <laughs> back on the way that I did things and ate things and said things. It's almost like I have to laugh at myself because I was just so uneducated 
on everything that I was doing, and, and and it was hurting myself. That's why I was overweight. That's why I was sick. That's why my mom had a stroke. That's why everyone in my family and all my surrounding friends are sick with their diseases because they don't know what they're doing to themselves. I didn't know. I just always try to go to McDonald's, spend a you know a couple of dollars on a couple of cheeseburgers, and you know go about my day. Yeah, but. It's just not worth it. It's just too much damaging factors that just people just don't know about. And I, I, I do look back on that and I kind of cringe, but you know, I also do kind of laugh at it because it's just like, man, I, I just had such a, a warped mentality over it. Well, you kind of have to laugh at it so that you don't get jaded and cynical, really, right? <laughs> right. right. Recently, yeah. my wife was like going through old wedding stuff. And so we got married just over five years ago and we filled out a questionnaire for the, her maid of honor. And it was asking, like, we were supposed to answer questions for each other. And my favorite food was meat. That that was oh. it. Meat, right? And it's just looking yeah. back, it's like, holy crap, how far have we come, really? Uh, no, it's it's great, though. Like, I uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think I've ever been so grateful in my life to find something as, as simple as plants, you know? Simple and it's powerful. It's really yeah. that – yeah, it's that profound for me. So – after October, you weighed yourself. Did you did you start weighing yourself more frequently then, or th- to kind of keep track, or did you just? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I always tried to stay away from it, and I really did. I really didn't weigh myself too often. It wasn't like I never set goals, you know. I never really tried to do that. Um, but yeah, I did catch myself weighing myself more just because I was like, man, how much am I going to lose this month? <laughs> so. So, you know, I would maybe step on it every once in a while. Um, and through the months, you know, I just kind of kept on doing the same stuff, maybe, you know, trying different approach as far as, you know, what meals I ate. And I would notice, you know, they just kept on dropping. And I remember getting down to 325 and it, the scale wouldn't move for the longest time. I mean, it was, you know, 325, 330. I was like, man, you know, I realized that I need to cut out the the white rice because okay. I was eating a lot of white a lot of white rice, and um, and I tried to maybe reduce maybe some smoothies because I was, you know, maybe it was too many calories too easily. But um, I mean, the whole year of 2016, it really it's almost like a blur because I just remember. <laughs> Just uh, trying new things, new recipes. New, you know, I'd go on a chili kick yeah. where I'd had chili every day for months. I had on my smoothie kick. I had the rice kick. I remember. Uh, I think right now I'm on a sweet potato kick. <laughs> it's my like go-to food now. It's all I eat is like sweet potatoes, Japanese sweet potatoes. By far my favorite food of all time. I. I don't know if you've ever had the Japanese ones, but they're amazing. <laughs> they're so good. They are. They're extra starchy. Oh, man. They're yeah. so good. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, just progressively, I noticed you know, I'd hit plateaus here and there after I started weighing myself. So that almost allowed me to adjust things better. Like, okay, okay. I haven't lost any weight in a couple of weeks. Let's cut this out. Okay, we're back on track with losing. And then – you know, I finally got down to 300 and I hit, you know, 298. And I was like, wow, I haven't been under 300 in years, you know, probably since I was in at least middle school. How tall are you? Um, I'm around 5'8 to 5'10. Okay. I really don't know. I think it's, I think it's about five, I'd say five, eight and a half, five, nine. Okay. 
Yeah, for the longest time, I told people I was 5'10", but then I, I got, like, evaluated at the local gym eight months ago, and they said 5'8". So I was like, well, I guess I've been wrong for a long time. <laughs> yeah. So when did you start adding more exercise other than your trips to the woods foraging? Yeah, well, um, I did a lot of walking, especially out on trails and stuff. Um, but it really started to change whenever I found a few people online. Um the very first person who I found on this plant-based way of eating who's lost a significant amount of weight was a guy named Jared Monasmith. He, uh, he weighed, I think it was over 460 pounds, and he lost over 260 pounds, I believe, um, by eating mainly plant, all plant-based but a lot of fruit. He was doing more of a raw to a fort style, you know, style, and he basically went raw for the longest time, and I noticed he was into bike riding. So he was riding his bike across great distances. You know, I think he would ride it across 1,500, 2,000 miles, like across, you know, Washington and California. I don't oh, really wow. know the specifics, but, but he had such an impact on me because as I was doing my own thing and it was working, but then I saw another person who it was working for and someone who has actually transitioned from very obese to very fit, you know, very thin and very active. And, that just gave me this huge mental boost of like, wow, that's something I want to strive for is to to fully be, you know, healthy, you know, not just this transitional period, you know. And then I started getting on the exercise bike. My mom gave me an exercise bike. I would set it up in front of my computer screen and I would turn on concerts. I would watch, you know, an hour-long concert of one performer, this performer, you know, okay. just like all sorts of people, you know, uh, old classic rock to new age stuff, you know, a lot of, you know, 70s rock. But I would just ride that bike for, you know, 10 miles, 15 miles, and then I was doing up to 20 miles, you know. I'd sit on there for a whole concert, and to me it was just – kind of fun because I was just watching a concert. But to me, I was burning calories in a fun way. It was almost like I was dancing while the music was happening. So that's, that's, I don't really know when that started as far as time period. I know it was roughly about a year and a half to a year and a quarter after I first started. Okay. But then I found another guy that you might know, Josh Lajani. I saw him. Yeah. He's been on as well. Uh, I don't even know where I first saw him. I think it was Big Change, the film, was when I, because I, I was part of so many plant based groups at that time. You know, it's just, <laughs> yeah. I was in the community. I was in the community now. I actually uh, connected with Jared through Facebook, and we actually talked a little bit back and forth. And then I remember adding Josh Lajani, but then I really noticed, you know, how he was a runner. And that got me thinking, wow, uh, I never thought of myself as being a runner, but but I knew that it would burn a lot of calories. I knew that it would be very uh, fitness promoting because, you know, you're moving your arms, you're moving your legs. And honestly, whenever I sat on the exercise bike for the longest period of time, it would actually be kind of painful for me because I, I don't know, it, I, I wasn't really like the thought of sitting down so long, I yeah. guess. I don't know. But but running really intrigued me because I saw what it you know did for him, and then I shortly after that I found Tim Kaufman through uh, his his page Fat Man Rants Facebook page, and uh, I just started uh, a gym membership 
July of 2016. And I started swimming a lot in the very beginning. I was doing more swimming than anything, actually. Okay. Um, because I know that really wasn't too mobile. I mean, I was mobile. I know mean, I was a lot less heavy than I was, but I knew it'd be less impact on my joints. And I was kind of just getting used to the idea of being more fit. But then I started running, um, which was a very, very slow progression. Um, I actually started before the gym opened up in July. It was actually a brand new gym they built in, in my town, uh, Dexter, Missouri, which is a small, small town, of like 7,000, 8,000 people. Um, but they built a new gym and it opened up around July 4th or July 5th, I believe. But before that, I remember I was working at the radio station and I would do more walking. I would start just walking in the building back and forth, you know, on breaks. And I started actually doing more running in the building, just in the small building back and forth. I would run for a minute at a time. Okay. And progressively, I remember running my first five minutes without stopping. And I was like, wow, uh, I can actually maybe do this. And then the gym opened up and I started doing more and more and more. And I started doing half a mile. And I was like, mind-blowingly cool. But whenever I first ran my first mile, I was blown away. I was like, there's no way this is happening. <laughs> you know, because in high, in high school, we would always have like the mile run. Everyone would try to run the mile. I never in my life did that. I never completed it, you know, without stopping. Or I was always being one of the last kids to finish. So that was profound for me whenever that first happened. And then I just really got into the running thing a lot. Uh, you know, at first it wasn't like this enjoyable thing where it was like, okay, I have to get this down. You know, it's not really comfortable right now. You know, I was having a lot of knee pain and hip pain. So I started learning more about form, proper breathing, proper, you know, posture, everything that made running a little bit better for me. And then I started doing more. I started running two miles, three miles, four miles. And I got really expensive, you know, running shoes and started learning about fueling better. And, you know, it just everything just started getting better and better and better. And um, I mean, I'm up to I can run 13. I can do a half marathon now, which oh, that's awesome, man. Is, is just beyond incredible considering where I was at two years ago, having to use crutches just to go use the bathroom, you know? Yeah. And, 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 uh, no more health issues. I don't have lymphedema. I don't have tendonitis. I don't have any eye issues. I'm, you know, zero health issues, high energy, constant running. Uh, it's just, it's incredible. Well, you're doing the Leadville half this June, I right? am. June, 2017. Yeah. Yeah. June 17, me and Tim Kaufman and Josh Johnny and another guy, Jason Cohen. Actually, Jason Cohen is the reason I'm doing it. He uh, he interviewed me back about a year ago, uh, right when I was at the 300 mark. As my very first interview, I was like, "Wow, it's it's kind of cool being interviewed." I just at the time when I got interviewed, I didn't feel like I was part of the the club. I guess <laughs> I didn't. Like, I was I was in the middle of my journey, and I see people like Jared and Tim and Josh, like how they're way more fit than me and doing more physical activity. So I was kind of weary about being interviewed at the time, but. But after it was all over, um, he, he said something about – he's like, hey, you should run Leadville with us. And at that time, I think it was June or May. I'm not really sure when it was, but it was before I started really running. I mean I was kind of just now you know, dipping my toes in the running world. 
But uh, he said, you should run Leadville with us. And I saw that it was a half marathon, a heavy half, you know, 15 and a half miles. And uh, without without even thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I'm definitely going to do it. Awesome. Um, and, that was, and that was kind of my mentality, it, it, my whole, you know, adult life is if, if there's something that I want to do, I'm just going to do it and make it happen. And that's, it's always worked out. And that's always the case. I think that's a huge secret in people's lives that, that could benefit them. If they realize that if they want to do something, they just say they're going to do it and make it happen with, you know, no matter what it takes. And that's, that's what really propelled me to be, I think running as much as I did, because whenever he said that, I'm like, of course, because at that, when I said, yes, I wasn't, I haven't even ran my first mile yet. Yeah. But I, but I agreed to doing this 15 and a half mile marathon up a mountain. So I don't know. I was, I was kind of like, I don't know. I think I had second thoughts after I said yes. I'm like, what did I just do? <laughs> Fires <laughs> but, remorse. <laughs> but yeah, but it, it really drove me. I mean, Jason, when he asked me that and I agreed, it was just like it gave me it gave me this laser focus. Like and, and, and I already had this laser focus for the weight loss and the health and the healing, but but it all switched after that. It was like, all right, I'm already getting healthy. I know that's happening. I'm already losing weight. That's good. Let's let's become a runner, you know, let's get this thing down, you know, learn how the body works. And so that was a huge thing that propelled me is 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 thinking about running that, you know, heavy half marathon with them. Yeah. And uh, and then actually it's it started like snowballing. People like Tim started to join. And then um, now I think there's a ah, there's got to be at least 20 different people who have lost a significant amount of weight uh, on the plant based lifestyle. Even Jared recently said he's going to go, uh, and uh, Doctor Lori Marvis is yeah. going to be there. Her and Jason were both on the show as well. It's like a minute past reunion yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you also uh, interviewed Howard Jacobson. Yeah, uh, I believe that's right. right. He's going as well. Yeah, yeah. And Doctor, yeah, actually, the a lot of people you've interviewed have also interviewed me. At least four of them have interviewed me. <laughs> that's wicked. It's it's like we're all just one awesome community. And that's another thing too is like the community. Is like getting connected with other people and learning what they do and learning how they do things and recipes. And it's really, really a motivator for people. I mean, it motivated me. I don't know where I'd be now if I didn't find people like Jared Monosmith, Tim Kaufman, Josh Lejani, yeah. Jason Cohen. You know, all these people had such an impact on me progressing more. You know, I was already on this journey, but then these other people started like getting in my life somehow. And I get asked to do a marathon. I get asked to do this and that. I'm like, wow. And it's still driving me. Like, Leadville is just a few months away, a couple months away. and Three months today, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it three is. Three months yeah. today. Man, I got, I got to get to work. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I'm, I mean, it's just so, so amazing. Like, the gratification factor. I like that perspective you had where it's like you – you decide that you're going to do something and, and you just go do it. You don't take no for an answer. And like, I've always said that as well. Like failure is just a pit stop on your way to success because exactly very few people go out and succeed on the first try, right? Most people think you depart and you arrive at success when it's really, it's like you start and it's fail, 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 success, right? And it's, yeah. 
like Muhammad Ali said, you he can never beat the man that never gives up. That's so true. That's so true. I I am actually a big analogy person. I always seem to have an analogy for something. And uh, I remember telling somebody once, and I think way before I even started my my health journey, but I was telling people about this simple, the simplicity of saying that you want something. And then going to get it. So I remember telling someone, imagine if there was a candy bar on the table and you're just in a chair just a few feet away and you want that candy bar. You tell your brain you want that. You stand up, you walk over and you go get it. It's that simple. And for me, it's like you can replace that candy bar with anything. If it's running a marathon or losing 300 pounds, whatever it is, if you want it, all you have to do is stand up, go to it. And pick it up. Now, it may not be that easy because you may have something in your way. Well, you might have to step over it. You might have to go around. You might have all these obstacles in your way, but it should never make you stop trying to get it. You know what I mean? It's like it's that simple. All you have to do is want it. And I think because I wanted it so badly my whole life and kind of made it a promise to myself in the very beginning – it, I just had this laser focus the whole time, and I and it's still it's still there is is just as strong as it was, if not stronger, because I don't want to be eighty years old in a wheelchair or a nursing home. I want to be that eighty year old guy who's like climbing climbing a mountain yeah. or you know doing some crazy you know thing that shouldn't be done, but. It's not like it's a crazy thing because I think humans are meant to do stuff like this. You know, we're not meant to be in wheelchairs. We're not meant to be on medications. I mean, absolutely. That's a that that all that all used to be my mentality. So I thought it was normal for people to be sick, but now it's like, no, we're not. We're not. <laughs> we're supposed to be healthy and happy our whole lives. You know. Yeah, it's not inevitable. Yeah. It's you're, not. Yeah, your slow decline. It's not inevitable. Yeah. Shablunkin at 80. Let's, let's hope for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I asked my guests for a path mender that is either just starting their transition or maybe sitting on the fence. What is, if you could boil it down, what is one piece of advice you would give them? Man, um, I could, I could, uh, talk for hours about multiple things, but I think that the the ultimate thing is, is what I already said. I think you have to just want it. And you can't let anything stop you. You have to if, – if, if, if your goal is to be healthy, then stop putting things that damage your body into the body. You know what I mean? If, if, if you want to be optimally healthy, if you want to lose weight, if you want to get rid of a disease, if that's your laser focus, that's what you want, you have to just constantly go after it no matter what. So if it means – Getting rid of a meat or getting rid of dairy or oil, that has to happen. You know, you have to not put stuff in your body that could damage you. So that's just what I always tell myself. If it damages my body, I don't want it in my body because I don't want to go back to that sick, overweight person, you know? Yeah. Because what I because what I want is to be really healthy and really not sick and not in pain and not in a wheelchair when I'm older. You know, that's what I want. It's the, everyone has a certain why and whether it be their health, their family, their loved ones, 
whatever it may be, they have the reason why. They just have to lock that in with a laser focus and do not let anything stop you from getting the results that you want, whether it be anything. And this could be, you know, in any realm of life, you know, if it's business or if it's relationships, whatever it is, you just have to have your reason why. Want it with a really strong passion and go straight to it. You know, whatever obstacles may come, you know, you're just going to have to get through it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Don't take no for an answer. Exactly. I mean, like I, I was telling someone before, you know, it's like uh, it's like driving somewhere. You know, you have a destination in mind. You know, if I'm going to go to uh, work, I know I take the shortest route. But what if there's a detour? OK, big deal. I'm going to have to maybe take an extra mile around. Yeah, you don't go home. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you don't just stop. You know, you know, you have to get to work. It's just. Yeah, okay, you might have to take a detour, but guess what? Even that detour is like there's a big old hole in the road, so you might have to go around some other way. But then again, you might have your car break down, so you might actually have to get out and walk. Well, you might break a leg. You might actually have to crawl. Whatever it takes, you have to keep going. You have to keep on keeping that promise to yourself to get yourself what you want, because if you wanted it badly enough, then why are you, you know, you're, you're trying for a reason because you want it. So just keep on going for it because what do you have to lose, you know? So much by not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's life changing and all it is is pushing through the bad stuff. And, and for me, I, I think it's just waiting it out, like to tra- transition from eating, you know, a standard American diet to a plant-based way of eating, you literally just have to wait. And it may be kind of a struggle and frustrating to like be craving meat and craving oils and craving processed foods. But after a while, it gets out of your bloodstream. You don't actually have to be feeling that way the whole time. After a certain period, you actually start loving not eating meat and not eating oils and not eating processed food. It's like you really crave health versus pleasure from food it's just you have to just wait out the bad stuff really and not to say you don't get pleasure from food now right right Right. i mean i get oh man i eat some of the most delicious stuff i ever have in my life and it's the most healthiest stuff i mean people call it rabbit food but it's super super delicious you know yeah rabbits are living like kings (laughs) and they have man i've been missing out my whole life you know (laughs) well at the end of the day like you People don't eat meat because of the flavor. Uh, they they season it, right? Yeah. You you like the seasonings right. of it. Exactly, and I can make uh, I can make Brussels sprouts taste like meatballs these days. I mean, you could just replace meat with a vegetable, season it the same way, and it's going to taste super similar. It yeah. really is that simple. Yeah, and, and your taste buds adjust and and all that fun stuff as well. So yeah. oh, they they do, and your mentality. For me, it's it's like. People only get sick and get overweight because they say, but it tastes good. Like that simple statement by saying, well, it tastes good. It's the only reason people are getting sick. (laughs) It's, it's, uh, that was my reason. I mean, why would I ever get up meat? Why would I give that up when it tastes so good? Well, people, people are speaking out of addiction most of the time, right? Like I've touched on this before. Yeah. It's like same thing with the smoking. Like I used to smoke and I said, well, I like, I enjoy smoking. I didn't enjoy yeah. smoking. 
No, no, I was actually going to say the exact same thing. Whenever I look at junk food or oils and fats now, I see nothing different than a syringe and some heroin or you know whatever drug you choose. I see nothing different. Whenever someone says, to, whenever someone tells me, "Oh, I can't give up my soda," or "Oh, I can't give up my steak or my meat," they might as well say, "Oh, I can't give up my heroin." Yeah, they just—I mean, it's the exact same thing. They both kill you over a long period of time. They're both addictive. They're both horrible for the body. It's just because it tastes good. The same way that drugs make people feel good. It's the exact same thing. And that's that was a huge realization for me is that I had an addiction. Yeah. Um, I had a horrible addiction, obviously, because the side effects of food addiction is lots and lots of body fat. <laughs> and that's what I had in large amounts. So what do you, what do you weigh now? How far are you down now? I'm down to 228, give or take a pound or two. I'm not really sure because it you know, fluctuates with whatever, yeah. water. But, so almost um, 300 pounds down. Almost 300 pounds down. I wish that's I – I mean man. I really – yeah, it, it, it really is. Uh, I, I'm still going. I'm still trying to lose. I haven't really lost too much weight recently. I kind of, you know, got kind got comfortable eating my potatoes and maybe comfortable with like a certain pace. So maybe I need to just uh, get outside of my comfort zone again. And that's another thing. It's just I'm always getting outside of my comfort zone. Every, every month or two, I'm always trying to change something up, you know. Yeah. And uh, I actually like it because that's where growth happens, you know. I love getting out of my comfort zone now. Well, you, you're not going to get better results doing the same thing. You always got to exactly. push forward, onward and upward. Yeah. Yeah. And after Leadville, I I plan on, you know, doing a another event, maybe something bigger. I'd like to get into, you know, full marathon. And I really, really want to start training for an ultra, you know, doing a 30 plus miler, you know. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Well, best of luck with your journey. You've come so far and I know you've got so far to go as well. Oh, yeah. I'm. I, people try to, you know, tell me how awesome I've done. And I just tell them, you have no idea what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> like, I'm just getting started. Like, I really am. I ain't and I'm dead excited. Yet. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, man. Well, thank you so much for talking to us today. Absolutely. I, uh, I really appreciate the time. Well, that's all the time we have for this week. Thank you so much for listening to the Mend It Pass podcast at www.menditpass.com. If you haven't already done so, please like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash menditpass. See you all next time. Visit menditpass.com and get back to bed now.